With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We love to overreact, and of course, we're probably overreacting, but we shouldn't be. It's a game in January. Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated senior NBA writer. If you didn't see the game last night, Chris, how would you describe it and the importance of it? Uh, I would describe it as revealing, at least in terms of what the Nets need to work on moving forward. Um, I'm not at all concerned about the ability of you know, Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant to, to put up points. I mean, they scored 96 in that game. I think they scored like... 42 of the last 57 points for Brooklyn in that game. They'll they'll find a way to make it work offensively. But there were a couple of things that, that really stood out. One, the Nets don't defend anybody. And this has been you know going on for most of the season. Cleveland came into that game with the 30th-ranked offense. Like, they stunk. And they were without Darius Garland. They were without Kevin Love. And they still put 147 on Brooklyn in double overtime. That that needs to be addressed. They they don't have a defensive stopper on the perimeter. DeAndre Jordan's best years as a rim protector are probably behind him. Um, they don't have anybody off the bench that provides uh, that type of presence, and they, they don't really trust anybody on that bench. I mean, Steve Nash, I guess, nominally played a nine-man rotation, but. You know, Joe Harris played 42 minutes off the bench. Nobody else played more than 12. Meanwhile, Kevin Durant, who is not that far removed from an, from an, AC, or an Achilles tear, played 50 minutes. You know, James Harden, in his third game with the Nets, played 50, his third straight with 40-plus. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, off for two weeks, goes for 45. You know, Steve Nash either needs to start trusting the guys on his bench 
or Sean Marks has to go out there and find a way to get him guys if he does. Yeah, I think you're going to have scoring, and then defense is going to be optional. And uh, I think you have to have a concept for defense, and then you have to have a willingness to want to play defense as well. It feels like Kevin Durant is the one guy who can play defense or will play defense, but trying to add to your roster at this point in the season or later in the season, what's the uh, feasibility of that, Chris? Not much um, at this point during the season. I mean, you can scour the G League when they get started in early February to see if anybody kind of fits that mold. Um, Their trade options are extremely limited because of what they gave up in the James Harden deal. What they have to be hoping for is that the buyout market yields a player that fits what they're looking for. I mean, every year there seems to be two or three guys that hit that market that can make an impact on a contending team. The difference this year, though, Dan, is that the expansion of the play-in tournament is going to make a lot more teams feel like they're in contention. So if you're a team that's sitting there at 11th or 12th, but you're only a couple of games back from 9th or 10th, you're going to think, all right, maybe I won't buy this guy out because we have a chance to get into the postseason. That could depress the buyout market, and if that happens, that's not good news for the Nets. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I hadn't thought of that, but... If I'm the Lakers, if I'm the Sixers, if I'm the Bucks or the Heat, like, like how concerned do you think these teams should be and are with what's going on in Brooklyn? Uh, you know, concerned might be too strong a word. You're, you're certainly watching every game they play to see if their defense becomes, you know, passable enough to catch up with their offense. Um, and they don't have to be a top 10 defensive team. They just need to be – probably top 15, top half of the NBA uh, to be a championship contender. So I'd be watching them because, you know, look, the playoffs comes down to guys that can get you buckets. And the Nets now have three guys that individually can get you buckets. And that's an incredibly valuable part of this. But, you know, another sidelight here, Dan, is to make make big threes work, you've got to have sacrifice. Kyrie even alluded to this, you know, last night in his media interview after the game – You've got to have guys willing to sacrifice, and somebody in that group is going to have to really sacrifice in the way that Chris Bosh did and Kevin Love did in their time as members of Big Three. Um, Kyrie would seem to be the guy that that would need to do that, but I'm struck by by this about Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie, you know, he's a a quirky guy. Like, you, you should, if you're Kyrie Irving, you should be excited about the possibility of playing with James Harden and Kevin Durant, and maybe he is. He's saying all the right things right now. But you have to remember, Kyrie was part of a championship team in Cleveland, and he forced his way out with two years left in his contract. Yeah. He was part of a really good team in Boston. He said he was going to come back, and then he said, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. He wanted to control his own destiny badly in the summer of 2019, and he did that. He signed with Brooklyn, his hometown team, in a way. He signed to play with Kevin Durant, his best friend in the league. He, he picked his situation for the first time in his career, and now he's back in, the, in a similar place where he's having kind of his career dictated to him by the addition of James Harden. That, that, that to me, bears watching, Dan, how Kyrie reacts to once again being in a situation that was not of his choosing. Did we learn anything from his press conference? Just that whatever is going on in his life is still wearing on him. I mean, I'm not, uh, I, I don't like to wade too deep into the psyche of Kyrie Irving and what um, you know, what really impacts him and what doesn't, but you can't watch that press conference 
and think that everything in Kyrie's world uh, is okay. I mean, he was asked if he was okay. He just basically nodded in the affirmative. It's I don't know how it manifests itself, if he's able to push past it to play basketball at a high level, but it's pretty clear that what pushed Kyrie away from the game in early January is still lingering with him now. What do you think of the Lakers so far? You're almost waiting for any kind of bump along the way. I mean, maybe they get it on this road trip. They start a seven-game road trip tonight uh, against Milwaukee. That'll be a fun matchup. I think. I kind of think in this game, Dan, LeBron and Anthony Davis go right at Giannis. I mean, LeBron, see, as as you know, like still you know remembers every slight against him, and is still I think uh, bristling a little bit from not getting as many MVP votes as he should have had. And Anthony Davis thought he was Defensive Player of the Year last year and not Giannis. So I think they're going to go at Giannis pretty good uh, in this game tonight. But the Lakers just as look, they haven't been in, had their, their season interrupted by COVID. Uh, the guys they brought in have pretty much worked from Dennis Schroeder on down. And LeBron is playing at an MVP level while I think playing the fewest minutes per game uh, in his career. So it's just, they're, they're not really a story because nothing has, has, has slowed their ascent. They're picking up exactly where they left off last season. Quiet is good. In Lakerland, yep. as we found out with Frank Vogel, quiet is good. <laughs> it leads to championships. Uh, Chris, thanks as always for joining us. We appreciate your time, bud. You got it, Jeff. That's Chris Mannix. He covers the NBA for Sports Illustrated, senior writer. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day. I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's, you can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great at it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces.
As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. We make way for Andrew Brandt, the MMQB columnist, former Packers executive. All right, let's go one by one here, Andrew. Let's start with Deshaun Watson. How tradable is he? Hey, Dan. I'm not your clickbait guy. <laughs> Everybody's rushing to the fantasy football trades and going to – it's going to be really hard. He signed a new contract, as everyone knows, four months ago, four short months ago. He committed to the Texans four years. And when you do these big contracts, we'll talk about Carson Wentz too – there's consequences and consequences if somehow you move on, somehow you separate early in the contract, which of course would be you know, incredibly early in the contract. Best case, best case for the Texans would be leaving behind $27 million of dead money. For people that don't understand, dead money is not cash. The cash has been paid. Dead money is cap accounting that stays on your cap even after the player leaves 27 million for a player that won't be there. Now, of course, you know, you're getting rid of your franchise player, your best player. You've got to add quarterbacks in place of him. So it's going to be a lot more than 27 million allocated to quarterback. But how long does the 27 million stay? That would stay this year. Okay, that's that would it. Stay this year. So, and oh. then next year, you know, he would be off the books. But again, what is. What is value for Deshaun Watson? I've said from the beginning, Dan, they've got a new general manager. If he trades Deshaun Watson, he's going to be an old general manager pretty quick. But if I was the, the owner and you were my GM and I ordered you to trade Deshaun Watson, what would you ask for? Well, I think you're talking about a young player at the top of his game that's only going to get better. I, I don't even know what to ask for. I mean – the, this is kind of the James Harden kind of trade where you have multiple number one picks. You need players back. You need to replace the position. I don't know if there's ever been a trade like this. Uh, you know, when we talk, quarterbacks don't make it to this kind of market. Well, we normally players. trade up to get a pick right. in a draft, and, and we're giving draft capital there. This is an established franchise, legitimate top seven, six, five quarterback, probably in the NFL right now, playing on a bad team. Is he Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz. We're going to talk about him, but to get him, just to give you an idea. They traded a first and a fourth for that year, a first and a second for the upcoming year. Okay, and that's a player who had never played, and who was coming in on a rookie contract, which is cheap, relatively. So just think about those kind of things. I mean, Deshaun Watson would be multiple times that. And again, I do not think it's going to happen. Carson Wentz, what's the likelihood he gets traded? And what would you be asking for in return? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get traded again, because now we're talking about here's that dead money number again, Dan. It's $34 million, best case. 
Now, if they pay him the 10 million roster bonus before they trade him or June one kind of thing, then it's 44 million, not 34 million of dead money. So I don't think it's going to happen. We've seen the change with Peterson. You know, basically they chose Wentz over Peterson. You know, they chose the guy they want to fix. And the reason they want to fix him is because it's such a massive investment. They're not going to move on from that. You know, and again, people say his talents regressed. Well, we know he's done it, right? Two years ago, he played MVP quality football. So someone's going to fix him. It's not going to be Doug Peterson. I think he stays. But you are a buzzkill. You're not clickbait. You don't think. And you I, know, this, is, this is not the NBA. You know, you trade James Harden and you get picks and players and all that. But there's no long tail of economics. That's what people need to understand. I managed to cap for 10 years. NFL economics is so different. But if you're Deshaun Watson's agent, you know the math here. Like, like how do you trade? How do you get your client out of Houston? <laughs> you know, if you really want to get him out, you pay back a lot of millions of dollars. You know, I mean, people have suggested that, which I think I don't, if I'm an agent, I'm not suggesting that. Yeah. You know, this guy signed four months ago. I don't know what changed. People say, well, he had to take it because the money was so big. Well, you know, Dak Prescott, that market's not going to go down. I don't think Deshaun Watson had any downside to waiting to do a contract, even if injured, his market was going up. But, it, you know, I, I look at this with uh, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. Yeah. If you're the team, like, does, does it make sense for Cleveland to sign Baker Mayfield now? And, and the same with the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. You know, I think the, we're back to Wentz here. I think the Wentz and maybe Jared Goff are going to give teams a little pause there. You know, those teams jumped in after year three, gave the massive extension. And you hear Sean McVay talk about Jared Goff, and we know what's going on with Wentz. You know, you get the feeling that they should have waited. Yeah. And maybe Mayfield and Jackson, maybe they do wait. You know, Andrew Luck, they waited till the fifth year. Trubisky, of course, never done a deal after his rookie, but that's different, I know. Mahomes, they rushed in after three years. But there, there may be pause with those quarterbacks you mentioned to not do a deal right away after the three-year minimum allotment where you can renegotiate. Any chance Andrew Luck comes out of retirement for the Colts? No, I don't think so. Dan. I'm just throwing I, it no. out there. I just throw yeah. It I mean, there. I I think he's 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 a different cat, you know. And I think he's into a lot of different things besides football. That guy's not coming back. Okay, can you guarantee that Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson will not be traded? You got to put something up here, Andrew. Yeah. You, you guarantee something? Yeah, I'm going to guarantee it. Okay, what yeah, are you I'm willing sure to put up? Say again? What are you willing to put up? I'll come back on your program and gain the wrath of all the haters saying, Brant, you were wrong. I mean, I don't... How about, <laughs> how about a, a liquid cheese bath? Because you used to be with the Packers. So we oh, did, yeah. Would you do a liquid, a, a, a shower of cheese on the show? Wisconsin cheese. Yeah. You'll do I'll it. Wear that, I'll wear that helmet behind me. You though, can man. wear the helmet, but you would do a, a shower of cheese. Would you do yeah, that? I will. If, if, if they're not on their teams, I will do that. I will do that, Dan. Okay. Fair enough. And I would like to offer up McLovin if they do decide to trade one of those two. McLovin would then do a shower of cheese. 
So what? that's Wait, my that's my gift. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're both Philly guys. He doesn't want to see. Uh, we could do Philly cheese. cheese. We could do Philly cheese. Somebody uh-huh. has to have cheese poured on him in here. I mean, this is you know, this is quid pro quo here with Andrew. Who was? You know what? I'll do the cheese. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll okay. do the cheese if uh, either one of these guys is not traded. Okay, if one of them's traded, then um, then, then the you're, you're going to be a true cheesehead. <laughs> and you are as well. Yes, it's- I will. Yes, I will. Uh, I know you're uh, working with uh, Sports Illustrated. You got a podcast newsletter. Uh, what what yeah. are you working on? What are you covering? Newsletter. You can sign up. Go to andrew-brandt.com. I'm doing that newsletter. Talking a lot about uh, you know memories this week. You see the helmet? We just talked about it. I was there. My last game. Brett Favre's last game. Aaron's last game as a backup when we hosted the NFC Championship before. That was the coldest game ever, of course. Tom Coughlin's face was fuchsia, as you remember. And unfortunately, we lost in the overtime to the Giants, who went on to beat the Patriots, who were undefeated. So it was quite a memory, you know. Um, and now they're back there. Obviously, I like their chances. I'm biased. But it's great to see them back there with hosting a championship game once again. What are the My- odds Aaron Rodgers ends his career as a Packer? I think, you know, when they drafted Jordan Love, it just seemed like now we have a separation date, which is sad. But it's not going to be anytime soon, Dan, as we know. He's MVP, and he's going to play next year. But maybe, you know, just like him, maybe three years, just like him with Brett. You know, it's a three-year window where they develop love and see what happens. But, you know, he has played lights out. He's at the top of his game, as you know. Always great to talk to you, and uh, I've never looked forward to a trade as much as I've looked forward to maybe one of these trades with Deshaun Watson and or Carson Wentz. There will be cheese. <laughs> <laughs> For one of us, there, there, will there, 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 there will be blood, there will be cheese. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Great to talk to you again. Always a pleasure, Dan. That's uh, Andrew Brandt, MMQB columnist and uh, the business of sports podcast. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Chris Berman, ESPN NFL primetime co-host and uh, 2010 Pete Rozelle Radio TV Award from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Championship Sunday coming up this weekend. Chris and Keyshawn Johnson will air on uh, ESPN at 10 Eastern. That'll be following the Bills and Chiefs, also NFL primetime divisional playoff shows, available now through uh, Saturday night uh, on ESPN. ESPN Plus, as we welcome in the Hall of Famer, Chris Berman. Chris, how are you, buddy? Dan, good to be with you, man. You're you're still somebody. I was somebody. (laughs) It's a a pleasure to break some bread with you on uh, championship uh, week. What's the oddest place you've been recognized because of your voice? Oh, because of voice only. Well, I mean, I go to a lot this year, right, when you have masks on, right, and you're in the supermarket, let's say. That's not the oddest, but this is the most recent all the time. And, you know, you're, you're alone. You're not saying anything. But then when you speak up, like two people in line at the checkout go, wait a minute, <laughs> is that you? I said, geez, I had a mask on. Like, that didn't, not that I'm running away from anything. Um, Voice, 
At, it, this is going way back now because it's kind of the answer you want. If I forgot in all the years you and I, you know, we're traveling and flying and going to airports and connecting, blah, blah, blah. If I forgot if it was summer or fall, if I'd go to, let's say, O'Hare, right? Yeah. And I'd hear in July, kind of under everyone's breath, back, you know, and I look around and I didn't see anybody. Oh, it must be summer, baseball. And then, you know, in the fall, you'd hear anything from Rumble or the Raiders or you could go. And then I look around and where are they? Nobody's looking at me. Oh, yes, that's right. It's football season. so They just yell it out. They see you walking. And, uh, don't, oh, yeah. 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 No it, need it, to bother you. They acknowledge you by, by just throwing out something. I smile. Why not? My goodness, if we're on, like you and I, as long as we've been on and yeah. no one knows what we've done or what we, what we do, then, then we, we've kind of failed, right? I guess. How did you become a Bills fan? Uh, I'll try not to make this too long. Uh, the first part of the equation is the AFL. Okay, Dan, so I grew up at Chase Stadium uh, with the Jets. Uh, Dad, season tickets, two young boys, nine and seven, 64. They moved to Chase Stadium, the World's Fair. We got tickets, name it, 65, et cetera. The Bills, as a nine and 10-year-old, were the first champ of my league. So, you know, as you're a young kid, you know who's, like, good and who's not, right? So there was a soft spot from then. They were the first champs that I remember. And oddly enough, um, they could have played in the first Super Bowl if they had won three in a row, but the Chiefs beat them. I mean, it's just a little, I mean, it's nothing to do with Sunday, but it's a little footnote. Um, and then fast forward, which we, you and I probably talked about in the days, and I used to go to a lot of training camps, 10, 12 of them, you know, one day here, one day there. It's not like baseball. I mean, you're traveling, blah, blah. It was the last of 12 teams that I saw at 88, and I'm not Bill Poley, and I'm not, I'm not anyone. I can't stand on the sideline and tell you in a day what you have. But this team looked like the best um, that I saw, and they were 7-8 and eight the year before. And here's Jim Kelly throwing and rookie Thurman Thomas, and Bruce Smith was the number one pick, and Cornelius Bennett they traded for, and Andre Reid, et cetera, et cetera. I picked him for the Super Bowl, Dan. I just, you know, I... I am the Swami. I throw things. <laughs> I throw things out there. Some of them stick, right? And and now they did get to the championship game off a of seven. Everyone said, "What are you nuts?" And they started four and zero, et cetera. Well, I went up to cover them. And I know this is an answer longer than you want, but I went up to cover them before their first playoff game, which was against Houston and Glanville. Not the Frank Wright game, but another one. And um, Frank uh, Glanville wasn't coaching them in that game, but. I get ready to leave to go back to the airport, and I get to the airport at whatever, 7.30 for the flight to Hartford. And um, there's a couple TV cameras. There's Bill Polian. There's the mayor or, or, or the first city councilman. I, I forget exactly. And they hastily, like, stop me and present me the key to the city. <laughs> now, all I did was predict their football team. Yeah. But the folks in Buffalo, as you know, you know, they're, they're national punchline. Oh, is it snowing? You know, and, and, and the fact that I just supported their football team, they wanted me to know that I was one of them. And so you can't turn down that kind of love. In my 41 years at ESPN, I mean, that's as far as, you know, a fan base from afar. 
I mean, that that's something. It, it, it's, it's rewarded me to this day. But and, did, of course, with that team, I mean, we I keep in touch with all of them. But and, did you catch any grief from management at ESPN that you were, I guess, openly rooting for a team? I mean, you had fun with it, but you were – Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. You also, you know, love the Niners as well. I didn't know if management said, let's try to be unbiased here. Well, I don't think I was biased. I'm allowed to pick whoever I want, right? Like, and then if I start to be 2-20, and 20, you better analyze it. Well, I'm going with the Bills. Well, they lost by 30 again, you idiot, <laughs> you know. So, no, because I, I didn't feel I was walking a line, Dan. First of all, uh, in those years, all of us had teams. As long as it, and I rarely got accused, and I think this is, this is true, I, well, I know it's true, of if it, as long as it doesn't shade what you see or what you say. They play the game, oh, they were the refs, they screwed. You know, stop. And I don't think it ever did. I, I tried very hard to make sure that it never did to this day. And it also was helpful. San Francisco was kind of a, a non-thought, the Niners, until they won with Montana. They were not a national team at all. As it turns out, you know, I wasn't piling on the Dallas Cowboys or the Pittsburgh Steelers or the New York teams. The teams I kind of adopted, as it turned out, were kind of the corners of the country where they didn't have national voices. Like Buffalo, I know it's not the corner, but just bear with me. Uh, early on, Dan, Tampa, you remember, right? Um, certainly San Diego uh, and Seattle. Well, those weren't – so these were teams that there wasn't an abundance of national, quote, voices for them. But as long as it doesn't affect your ability to be honest, I don't think anybody who's a sports fan can hold against you like some teams more than others. I, 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 that nothing's changed in, my, in my, all my years there. What would your approach be if you were just starting out now with ESPN as opposed to when you were there in the embryonic stages? Good question. Um, well, I would hope I had the hair that I had. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saved some in a pillow somewhere, but I, I can't put my hand on it right at the moment, Dan. But um, not unbelievably different. Because I think, deep down, our job is to get it right, to convey the information. I think that, well, my excitement is real. I mean, you know me personally, I'm kind of the same way. That doesn't mean that I shout down every aisle of the uh, supermarket. But um, I I think enthusiasm, uh, when it's genuine, is appreciated, whatever job you do, whether it's... uh, um, digging ditches or, or whether we're on TV doing sports, which is a little easier to be enthusiastic about. And, and, and I think I, as long as you are yourself, I think those three things, I mean, I would tell any young sportscaster, radio, TV, or hopeful to do those things. Don't be enthusiastic if, if, if you're more of a Bob Lee type. It's not to say that Bob didn't enjoy it, but he's different than me or you. And and I have the utmost respect for Bob, obviously, to this day. So I, I don't think in that, at the very base of starting out, Dan, um, that there would be that much difference. It, those 
catchphrase, you know, the, the things that are nicknames, etc. I never did those to be, hey, I can be famous. Because that doesn't work in the long run. So those three things, I, I still would be the same in that way. Now, obviously, medium and everything has changed some. Um, but we would adapt to whatever technologies are now versus then or et cetera. I, I think you probably, if someone asked you that, you'd be pretty similar answer. I, I would think so. Well, they they didn't want us to be ourselves. And, and you probably ran into this as well, that certain management members didn't want you to do those nicknames or be yourself. Keith and I faced that same kind of barrier there. There was a glass ceiling that we didn't realize. And then when we did, it was probably too late. Nowadays... You know, they're begging for talent to be, hey, go in there and have fun, be big, be, you know, don't don't be afraid. Whereas we tiptoed late at night, and I'm sure you probably had your moments where you had somebody who said, hey, can you cut out the nicknames here? Well, I did, and we don't need to go into that story. They did at the end of a baseball season in 85, and they were back in 86, and, and he was gone, so... They fought the law, and the law won. But that's—I <laughs> think we. But I don't want. There's no. I mean, that's a long, long. Nah, we're good with that. We 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 <laughs> moved. We we've moved on from that. And, yeah, uh, but but um, <laughs> I still I, tell know, people about the Charlotte Observer when I first got there, and and I I was uh, for some reason I had to observe the making of Sports Center for I think at least two months and. You just saw me come in. I'd sit down. I wouldn't say anything. I would just watch you guys write Sports Center, and then I, every day I walked in, and you went, "Hey, uh, the Charlotte Observer," and I, I just said, my wife would say, "How does it go?" And, and I said, "Oh, Chris Berman calls me the Charlotte Observer." I said, "I don't know if he likes me or not, but he calls me the Charlotte Observer," and she goes, uh, "Okay." And then I explained it to her, but yeah. And then my first show was when Chris stayed. After doing the 11 o'clock, and he stayed for my first one. So forever indebted uh, as he went on and helped the Charlotte uh, Observer. So I'm to blame, huh? Yes. With, with, with all this. Whatever happened. Yeah, uh, you, you you helped me. Hey, uh, listen, but just quickly to, to get a chuckle out of you, you know, the beauty was my style was it not to mean that anybody at any moment couldn't say, you know, cut it, you know, pipe it down or cut it out or, or tone it or change it. <laughs> the beauty of figuring this out in the 80s is we I don't know who was watching in the very early <laughs> stages. Now, I was a little, not wild, we didn't crack eggs on our heads. We, we were all into sports, but four years, Dan, I did the 2.30. Now, that's 11.30 on that west and, you know, earlier in Hawaii, but, but I... Uh, tape was expensive. Maybe the bosses will never see it. You know? <laughs> so, so a lot of how I was established was a decade ahead of you, at least at our place. I mean, you were at CNN, et cetera. But it, it's not to say, uh-oh, well, he's already this. We can't change his batting style, you know, the way he throws the ball. Sure you can, because we, if we can't improve, we're going backwards. But I... You know, some people were using us as a nightlight early on, and, 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 that, and that's when I kind of established on the air, kind of lurching forward and backwards, who I would eventually become. I, I had that advantage. There was nobody observing us. All right. Uh, in 60 seconds, which is impossible for you. Yeah, correct. 
Tell me what's going to happen in both title games this weekend. Well, we'll start with the Chiefs because as we speak, we don't know if Mahomes is playing. And for us to guess, I mean, I think he would, but that's not the Chiefs hiding information, right? Yeah. Um, I think if he plays and he, you know, is pretty, I think we have, you know, we didn't get the games last weekend. We thought we would as far as, you know, points, et cetera. I think that's a 28-24 somebody um, fun. And the other one, wow, <laughs> can you pick against Tom? But he and Gronk have played in the cold, but I don't know about a lot of others. Aaron Rodgers is on such a level that Tom will have to be his very best, which he's certainly capable of doing. To be That's another 28-24-ish. Um, notice I'm hedging here. You are. Well, which is unswami-like. Um, I would lean to the Packers, and on the first one, I'm so close with both teams, you know, Andy Reid and me. Yeah. Um, a big part of me would like the Bills to get to the Super Bowl, and then, my God, are they going to be staring at Tom Brady 20 years like, oh, oh no, not him. Or, or will the Chiefs have that rare opportunity, Dan, to be a repeat champ? And that doesn't come around a lot. And I, they're at home. I'd, I'd give the edge to the two home teams as we speak at this moment. It's great to talk to you, as always. Hope you're, uh, hope you're doing well and having fun. Yeah, I am. The prime time on real TV, ESPN, the original, you know, <laughs> before they changed the cans. <laughs> and uh, good to talk to you, pal. Thank you, best, best home, okay? Thank, thank you, Chris. That's uh, Chris Berman, the ESPN NFL primetime co-host. And a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place.
Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, Ian Egan will be on the call. He's got the uh, AFC title game. Westwood one, busy guy. He was uh, the uh, yet uh, yes yes Nets play-by-play voice last night. Of course, all season long, as he got a chance to see the Nets and the Cavs. I guess the Nets fully assembled with uh, Kyrie back. You want to start with football? Or you want to start with the game last night, Ian? Hey, uh, Dan, before we start, could I just tell you how I became a New York Arrows fan? Yes, yes. I've Indoor been soccer league yeah. became such a huge part of my life. Steve Jungle was an icon, yeah. and I just couldn't get enough of it. I consumed it every day, 24-7, and it, it lives with me today. That's all I wanted to know, Ian. Uh, I, I wish Great you chat well. with you. Yeah, I wish you well. <laughs> all the best. This was like a quasi-human moment that we just had. Thank you. <laughs> Are you preparing for both quarterbacks? You know, so as a play-by-play guy, you know, we hear yeah. defense has got to prepare for both quarterbacks. Are you prepared for Chad Henney and Patrick Mahomes this weekend? Dan, this is, this is why you're the best interviewer in the business. <laughs> Nobody has ever asked me, are you prepared for Chad Henney? Do you have your call straight? Anything can happen. Let's go. Get the ad-libs moving. I'm, I'm ready either way. I feel very comfortable uh, that, that I can handle it. If, if it is Henny, I'll make the adjustment, Dan. You're a pro. You're a pro's pro. <laughs> You're a pro's pro. But when you prepare for these games, how important is it that you – you know, you get the access to these players or these coaches. And, and you know, by doing this remotely, trying to get access, how difficult is that? That's probably been the strangest part of the season, the lack of interaction, not just with players and coaches that we're accustomed to doing the network games, but each other. We did not have one production meeting in person. Everything was done virtually. And you make the most of that when you can, and you do have people's attention. You also see people in some rather strange setups, uh, I must admit, that that throws you a bit when you get a little deeper inside, like me for right now. I'm I'm not where you think I am. You know, I, I have to do what I have to do. I uh, I get a rental in Wyoming, and this is this is what we're doing for the season. Uh, and you but, don't have pants on. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But no, you nailed it. The <laughs> the access or lack thereof, yes, uh, there's definitely a part of the broadcast that suffered because of it. But you find other ways, and even on these Zoom calls, you you figure out a way to connect with a player and and find something that's a little different that might create a unique answer that you can use on the air. But we we did not go to one facility the entire season. And our schedule was very strict. Get to the city, test, wait for your test result in your room until you get it. And then, uh, even then, very limited access to, to other people. What's on the bookshelf back there? <laughs> this, uh, this is my wife's office. I have no idea. Well, you got bobbleheads there. You got a basket. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. I have a, a dress designer. Dave, 
<laughs> what what do we got going here? Dan wants to know. I'll figure it out later. Okay. I don't I'm just curious. You don't even know what's behind you. <laughs> I don't. No. Sad. He's uh, Ian Eagle, or Ian Eagle, the uh, Yes Network uh, play-by-play voice for the, uh, the – you've been called that, haven't you, before? Oh, very much. I've been called Ian Eagle. I've been called <laughs> Ian Eagle. I've been called Iron Eagle. I've been called Jan Eagle. Uh, I've been called many things that I can't even say on, on your family-friendly show. At what point uh, last night did you realize that uh, the Nets might be in trouble against the pesky Cavaliers? Uh, when Colin Sexton had a out-of-body experience. Well, didn't you say Colin Sexton is not human? Yes, and, and I want to make sure everybody understands. That's Technically not... incorrect. That, that is not a criticism. <laughs> that is applauded. I'm saying that he's gone beyond what we thought was humanly capable. So I hope he takes that as a positive. That's, that's what it was meant as. Yeah, they, they ran out of gas, uh, clearly. Obviously, Sexton hits a three at, at the end of regulation. Uh, the Nets can't convert. There's a foul call that gets overturned, but a jump ball knocked to the backcourt. They go to overtime. Sexton starts to heat up. And then, as we saw, uh, he took over in the second OT. It's one game. We all want instant gratification, as we know in life. People love instant coffee and instant dating. Uh, This is going to take a little bit of time for for things to gel and mesh. But, boy, is it going to be entertaining and fun along the way. Do you have answers? Do you care about answers from Kyrie Irving? Yeah, I think the, the concern for me would be, if he's garnering joy from this, uh, that, that to me is, is the real question. Uh, he didn't show a whole lot of emotion in the game. And look, I'm not going to play psychiatrist. I can only see what I see. I'm not even at the game. You know, let's, let's face facts. I'm watching it from a screen at Barkley Center when the game is in Cleveland. So you want to talk about lacking nuance. You're getting no nuance. You can only see what they show you. But what I could gather was the first time he really emoted was when that offensive foul was called on him. And then you saw some of the facial expressions. Uh, He's definitely going through some stuff right now. And the biggest key is that he gets through that. And from a team standpoint, they need someone that is fully committed and all in. And if there's some things happening in his private life that are affecting that, then uh, he's going to have to take care of that before the team can really turn the page and focus on winning a championship. When you do play-by-play, how much of it is focused on the monitor as opposed to watching the game itself? Yeah, NFL, I've probably leaned more towards the monitor over the last couple of years than I had in previous years, uh, trying to make sure that I'm talking to pictures. So I would say it's in that 50-50 range for NFL. For NBA, I'm, I was normally, under normal circumstances, I was 70-30 live action, 30 off the monitor. And right now we're 100%, basically. Even the home games, because you're high up, I find myself cheating towards the monitor more than I ever did when I was courtside, just to make sure that my eyes are matching what I think I'm seeing on the court. Uh, it's, it's definitely been an adjustment. Look, nobody at home probably cares, and nor should they. 
It's the play-by-play person's challenge, and you've got to figure it out in your own way. Have you ever stopped talking while just watching a play? Like you almost (laughs) forget that you're supposed to be calling the play that you're watching. Yeah, I would say now more than ever, that part actually creeps into your head because you're not there. There's the moment of detachment that you feel that, man, I... I'm just watching this like everybody else, but you have to call it. I, I've been pretty fortunate that I've maintained the, the running commentary, but there have been a few moments where my normal muscle memory is not kicked in of what I'm seeing, synthesizing the information and spitting it out. I would say this year, Dan, in, in even a, a truncated season, I probably made two or three mistakes on identification and I went through maybe a 10-year stretch where I made zero mistakes on identification, just based on your brain taking in the information, processing it, thinking you saw something, and then questioning for a moment if you did. How much do you follow social media after a game you've done? I do have a burner account. I'll, <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that. Uh, it's uh, Todd Fritz 11. <laughs> if you want to follow me on Twitter, <laughs> uh, I, I follow a little bit. I definitely have people that send me things. So I, I know what's happening. I'm aware of what's being talked about. Well, last so time I, you got roughed up. Oh man. Uh, NFL games. I would say I, I take a day off after the game. I just learned probably two years ago that that would maintain my sanity. I, I must say, I don't get it as bad as others, so I'm certainly not in a position to complain. Uh, I, I try to bring across a affable quality, Dan. And yeah, of I course. That resonates. It's, you know, it's, it's evident. <laughs> it is evident right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying, please don't. Twitter world, don't. Don't kill me. Who's the play-by-play voice that you want to fight? <laughs> right now? Yeah. Just... If I had to take on one play-by-play voice right now? Yeah. Woo! Oh, that's a great Could one. Could you take Joe Buck? You know, uh, Joe. Joe's obviously bigger than me. Um, I, think, I think I could surprise Joe in the lower extremity areas that he may not be anticipating <laughs> that I would attack. <laughs> Eagle wants a piece of Joe Buck. (laughs) Below the waist. Below the (laughs) waist. All below the waist. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Lay off the moneymaker, Joe. Stay away from the face. Uh, What advice did you give your son when he did the NFL game on Nickelodeon? Uh, I I did not want to inundate him, so I just gave him three pieces of advice that I thought could help him in the broadcast. One, I said, you have to have command. When this game goes on the air, people have to realize that this is unique, this is different, and it's going to start with you. It's going to emanate from you. If you set the tone early, then people will get it. Two, you have to be a really good point guard, a traffic cop, get everybody involved. If you sense that somebody isn't getting a touch, get them a touch. And then three, you must have fun. Uh, The whole point of the broadcast is to have fun. And if that's not coming across on the air, if you guys aren't laughing, if you're not enjoying each other's company, then this thing 
is not going to work. And uh, he, he checked every box. I was really, really impressed with how he handled himself. He did a great job. And, uh, you know, I thought that uh, Nate Burleson did a wonderful job as oh, well. Just He's a star. Yeah. He is a true television superstar. Yeah. Well, it's great to talk to you. And uh, you too. Good luck. Now, you don't, do you get to go to Kansas City or are you staying at home for the game? No, Kansas City, I do travel. Oh, you for, do? Okay. So I will be in Kansas City. And uh, I should mention in the NFL, I did travel the entire season. And that was odd. Like airports are empty for the most part. TSA, you're getting through, for me, sometimes 45 seconds. And people have been very respectful of other people's space. Normally, it was the herd mentality when they did the boarding process. Now people lay back and wait. So it's been nice been a nice change yeah i wasn't going to uh listen to the game or watch the game but now that i've spoken yeah. to you i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna listen <laughs> yes. to i'm gonna stay in my car and yes. listen to westwood one and i'm not gonna watch it this is why we do the the interviews i want the, you uh, to the create, promotion i want you to paint the picture for me i am i am gonna paint the word picture and the whole time i'm gonna be thinking about fighting joe buck and his lower extremities are you doing the, the super lower bowl? because if you're not doing the super bowl then i'm not going to be i'm not going to be watching I will be at the Super Bowl. I will be in a secondary host role, and I will also be in a Jose Okendo type setup. <laughs> Wait, how did Jose Okendo? That's a deep reference here. Deep reference. Uh, I have to be ready for a number of roles oh, based okay. on First what's of, needed utility. in the situation. You, you, are you an understudy to Jim Nance at the Super Bowl? Were you a Seinfeld viewer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Bette Midler's Bette understudy, Midler. yeah. it didn't go that way. Rochelle so, Rochelle? Rochelle Rochelle. I, I didn't, I didn't want to say that it's, it's comparative to that, but it, it might be. So I, I don't want to confirm that, but I'm certainly not going to deny it. And Nance knows your name, right? I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if nance no shows you are calling the super bowl hey <laughs> uh we're counting on you this weekend Thanks, but Dad. wait are you doing the nets game on friday i am against the cavaliers i am oh my god colin sexton is not human hold on let me write that okay down. That's good. <laughs> i should use that <laughs> thank you bud See you there. That's uh, Ian Eagle or Ian Eagle, the uh, Nets play-by-play voice. Also does uh, NFL on CBS and Westwood One. Got a lot of jobs. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
What makes a Mercedes-Benz EV different? Electric is what gets you there. But Mercedes is what moves you. Like no other automaker can. The vehicle, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQ. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.